The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Cub Cookers Supernatural Podcast. What is the secret of the Egyptian scarab? We're going to talk about that today. I got something really cool over here that I got for Christmas. And uh, if I don't drop everything off the desk, I want to show you guys. Okay, I had to put Do Not Disturb on. Apparently, everyone wants to call me as soon as I go live. So, ridiculousness over here today. Uh, but as with every day, when I have really good stuff to share, you always get ripples in the matrix. So, I want to share with you guys something that uh, my parents got me for Christmas. This is an Egyptian scarab. This is hand-carved and handmade. And it is nearly identical to the artifacts that are found within different museums there's specifically an artifact found within the archaeological museum.jhu.edu it is item number 3778 the stetite amulet it is a scarab and this looks just really really similar definitely very inspired by this amulet um it almost looks like a mouse you know kind of you can click the um, this is made out of soapstone. It is hand carved. It has Egyptian hieroglyphs on the bottom. And it says Scarab. Scarab, the ancient Egyptian god Kefri, is the image of self creation, transformation, and rebirth. And this is actually made in Egypt. So, really cool little item. It's sitting right under my computer here. I'll just show you guys a little closer here. There's some comments about it. So, uh, really, really cool item, and I think it's beautiful. I hate beetles, guys. I really don't like beetles. I'm not a bug guy. I'm just going to tell you now, I'm not a bug guy. But uh, but there's something beautiful about the whole scarab lore and tradition. And so I wanted to talk about that today um, within the, specifically, uh, the Egyptian lore, mythology, and tradition. So we're going to look up uh, Kefri is a scarab-faced god in uh, ancient Egyptian religion who represents the rising of the morning sun. Oh, yeah. Who else is tied with the rising of the morning sun or the morning star uh, within the biblical canon? Okay, you've got Christ. You've got Lucifer. Those types of entities are tied to that. And you guys know that I talk about... I'm really sure that Christ is Lucifer, like, because we don't really have the whole narrative around that. We have, like, very few things about Lucifer. Um, and so Lucifer means light bringer, light bearer. And the scarab, you know, as the sun would come up, they're rolling these balls of dung. Okay, why is that important? Well, because the balls of dung represent the sun, the, the orb, the circular object that obviously they would have seen and known and understood to be a giver of life to be attached to spiritual entities and we know that that's not that far off now especially as we get into 
things like quantum physics and mechanics and uh, uh, especially the metaphysical Eastern traditions, uh, we start to understand that these things that have a huge energetic release have a huge spiritual footprint. Now, we call them spirits and spirituality, but in science, they are called uh, energetic uh, fingerprints. They are um, different things within, and I'm not a scientist, obviously. Um, I, I try to be careful with what I say here because I'm not a scientist, but I find it fascinating because we understand that things with a massive energetic output leave an energetic fingerprint. They leave like behind, if you look at splitting of an atom, you get a huge energetic fingerprint from that. A literal scar on the earth, you get a fallout from that. There's different elements of that energetic release. And so with the sun, you know, no different than um, obviously it's a controlled mechanism of that energy, but we understand that behind that, the actual energy that we can't see is, is what uh, has an intelligence, is the, the part of the spirit that we don't really understand or get. We don't even have a way to reconcile it together within our own understanding. So why am I talking about this? Why is this guy rambling about dung beetles and the sun? Um, because it's all connected. As I said earlier, it's all connected. It's all connected. It's all connected. And again, I don't like beetles, but I can certainly look at why they're very important to our spiritual ascension and understanding because they represent perfectly the flesh and the recreation and the creation code. The fact that they are literally recycling things that were once deemed worthless and they are using them, recycling them and continuing and perpetuating that life. And who else was made lowly, even like a scarab beetle and born among the animals we celebrate it every December the 25th, obviously a pagan origin, but we in the West have turned it into the birth of Christ. Christ being born lowly, taking all of these poor souls that are recycled and left behind. What, what did he literally came and spoke to the poor? He healed the sick. He gave sight to the blind and all of those things. And you guys know I'm not a religious channel, but I'm, I'm fascinated. I'm obsessed and I'm in love with the message, the life, the energy, the consciousness of Christ. And so while I don't approach that from a religious bent whatsoever, I'm definitely more new age. I'm definitely more magic, esoteric, faith, spirituality, paranormal. That's what our channel is about. I have this deep understanding and connection to what these scarab beetles are all about. Because I know what it's like to be rolling around in the dung and then all of a sudden be recreated. To take what other people deem not valuable and find it valuable. There's just a whole lot of layers here, guys. And, and I don't even know. I didn't even know what I was going to talk about when I went live. I knew I was going to talk about the scarab. It came in this cool little box, guys. I just want to show you guys this box. You know, you guys have beautiful packaging too uh, made in Egypt it's from Appstone um, and this has all kinds of Egyptian symbols all over it just a beautiful little box it's all it's wrapped like in paper and then this beautiful little scarab came in it just like that 
So I'm very thankful my parents got me this because it's a really good reminder of I've been through the dung, you've been through the dung. And there's things we value, guys, in this community that the world looks at it and goes, well, I don't have time for that. I don't want that. Oh, they're crazy. Oh, they're full of woo-woo. They're whatever. Spiritual gifts, pfft, I don't want that. I'm going to go hustle. I'm going to go do whatever. You all know I hustle. You know I hustle. I'm here twice a day. What's up, Gretchen? How are you doing, my friend? Uh, what's What's up, Peter? Welcome back. Welcome back. Your name got me earlier, man. I was literally laughing about that. I got off the live stream. I'm not going to read it out loud again, but great, great name, man. You gave me you gave me an ear to ear grin, my friend. Um, Jason, thanks for being here. Thank you, Truth that Travels, for being here. We got a bunch of Mythos members in the group. Mythos M Y T H O S is all about our operating system of self. What are the things that we believe on? Like, what are our core agreements with self? A mythos is a set of agreements about a thing, specifically around mythology. And we understand within the mythos group, it's our support group. It's basically a bunch of people who are like-minded, who value the message I'm bringing here and say, hey, I want to support it monthly. It's nine bucks a month. You can join right now over at cubcooker.com. I'm trying to limit the advertising on my channel from all these other platforms because I think it's important that we keep the message as pure as possible. So the more support we have with that, the better I can do the content, the less distractions we have from all the the pop-up advertisements or any of that stuff. And then, you know, the different account issues that I've been having recently that we won't talk about right now. You guys help protect me against that. Uh, you help perpetuate the message. We get to get on a live call every Saturday within that group. You get a private Facebook group, private YouTube channel. I just uploaded an entire prayer session to the private YouTube channel where I literally go through. There's like 20 different prayers in that. Everything from money, finances, abundance mindset, uh, personal healing, family issues, everything that you need. I gave like a biblical or ancient prayer technique for that specific need pretty much covered every need that you're going to have in your life through that session. Um, and it's a beautiful, beautiful one. I, I filmed it several years ago, but it's really, really powerful. So what's up Savannah? How are you doing? Got my niece on today. So, uh, Melissa Lee says it's an amazing group. Join us. Absolutely. Melissa. Thank you very much. Uh, Y'all go follow Truth That Travels, by the way. She is making some beautiful content over there, exploring her truth, and I'm very proud of what she's doing. Um, let's see. Deepest gratitude for your authentic and genuine heart, space of healing, knowledge, and wisdom, etc. Thank you, Cosmic Rays. Thank you for being here, my friend. Um, so, Kefri, uh, I'm sure I'm saying that completely wrong, but K-H-E-P-R-I, Kefri. Uh, the scarab-faced god in ancient Egypt religion represents the rising of the morning sun. By extension, he can also represent creation and the renewal of life. Again, it's the same story over and over and over and over, even to the time of Christ. You guys, like, you hear the similarities in all of this, and it's just, it's mind-blowing to me because we do have such a deep, deep connection to these ancient roots. And again, as I talked this morning about Christ being tied to the Essenes in the mystery schools. And like early Christians believed in magic. They understood that God was within them. The kingdom was within them. 
and then we were we had them replaced very quickly even within the biblical canon i believe with more of the roman christian tradition um, and really lost like the fullness of all of these different cultural understandings and so we have et gods we have the world constructs which are like your religious your political your economic the beast system things everybody's waiting on it and i shared this morning we're already there you're using it it's your thoughts and your actions. You're already marked. You've been marked. You don't have to like go take it. It's you're already you're already playing into it. It's where are you rooted. And that's my belief. That's just my personal belief. You can believe something else. So, uh, but that's just my experience with it. Um, and so this scarab beetle, like, uh, what a weird thing to talk about on this, uh, you know. But we, you can't have a good spirituality channel without talking about the scarab beetle because it's it's just such a universal symbol and we we forget what it means and oddly enough it is an emoji even within the apple os though you can't find a pyramid within that but you can find the esoteric representation of the birth and rebirth of humanity within the scarab beetle the recycling of the clay or the dung the reincarnation you guys remember like everything we've been talking about if you're lost don't worry we're all lost here um just go check out some of the previous episodes check out some of my reels and my tiktoks i do two of these podcasts a day so just start listening and you, you'll you know normally in about five or six episodes you'll you'll get what i'm talking about so again if you're new and you're seeking this is just a great place we don't care what faith what religion, tradition, color, orientation you are. As long as you're here in love, we love you. Um, so thank you for being here. Um, let's see. Uh, you bet. Thanks for the shout out, Truth of Travel says. So starting in the Middle Bronze Age, other ancient peoples of the Mediterranean and the Middle East imported scarabs from Egypt and also produced scarabs in Egyptian or local styles, especially in the Levant. Uh, scarabs are common counterfeit product of present day foragers yeah absolutely mine's not counterfeit but it's it's artwork so i'm sure there's a lot of these being sold on uh the market as oh like a real artifact i mean i consider mine a real artifact if uh if an artist made it i think it's beautiful so um so yeah let, let we're gonna look into this uh egyptian god here just uh so the Egyptian language, the verb HPR, meaning to develop or come into being or create. Hmm, what does that sound like? To come into being, to awaken consciousness, to recreate the self. Hmm. Young dung beetles, having uh, been laid as eggs within the dung ball, emerge from it fully formed and thus considered to have been created from nothingness again the egyptians believed that each day the sun was also reborn or created from nothing in the same way that beetle pushes large balls of dung along the ground kefri moved the newly born sun across the sky kefri was a solar deity and thus connected to the rising sun and the mythical creation of the world the god and the scarab beetle represent creation and rebirth. Okay. 
So let's think about that. Yeah, start a new life like a butterfly. Absolutely. And we may not see this as like a beautiful dance, but think about like these scarab beetles could be, they're like all different colors, purple, green, indigo, violet, like uh, a lot of them are black or brown, you know, dust colored, but um, you've probably seen them. You probably have a version of these uh, in your area. Uh, all of these beetles, different, uh, different forms of them, different genus or species. Um, so the major center is Heliopolis for uh, the god Khafre. Uh, the parents are Newt, uh, and the offspring is all gods in some accounts. Hmm, interesting. So how odd is that that we're looking at one of the uh, the fathers, if you will, of all of the, the Egyptian gods, depending on what account you follow with this, of course. But as I've looked into the Sumerian uh, tablets, we've talked about Anunnaki. We have looked at uh, Norse. We're going to be looking more at Norse through January. Uh, all of these mythologies are super, super the same, guys. And I mean, yes, there's some key and major differences. But when you start looking at like the pantheons and the godheads and what they really represent, it's all super similar. And this is really interesting because, like, how many of you feel like, I don't know, the world, heaven forbid I say the word, the economy, um, just the situation, the narrative as it's set up right now, feel like it's a big old ball of dung? Like, I do. I do. Uh, raise your hand. Raise your hand so I can see in the back of the class. Who feels like everything right now is set up like a big old ball of dung? Yeah. Okay. There's four hands. Absolutely. Lots of them. Um, and I think that this is a great reminder, guys, that even from that, we can have a rebirth. Okay. Gretchen says, yep, I definitely feel it. Absolutely. Uh, Beget says, yep, absolutely. Truth that travels. Got three hands up. Absolutely. Um... So, I mean, think about that. Like, what could we as a group here, what could we as just this global movement of light workers, mystics, healers, energy workers, shadow workers, uh, star seeds, witches, wizards, magi or magos, prophets, seers, saints, whatever you call yourself, whatever your inner gifts are. By the way, all gifts come from the Father. We hear that. The Bible says that. Yet the traditions say against that. And remember which God didn't like those magic traditions was the ancient God or the ET God, Yahweh, as we've talked about. That's not against any culture or anything. I'm just giving you guys what's in there. And Jesus was talking specifically against the the control of those et gods whether you believe they were real or mythological or whatever that's they have more in common with you know the et uh humanoid type gods or angels fallen angels as you hear about than they do with the divine father abba or theos in the greek because remember what does god stand for great old dragon okay what was Yahweh described as a great old dragon? 
but what is Christ describing his fa- his father as? He's the truth and spirit. You will worship him in truth and spirit. No man has seen the father except the son. No man has stood before the father. And he was talking about Moses standing before Yahweh. You guys see how it all connects? Like you don't have to believe in one tradition to connect them all and understand it. And one of the biggest lies we've been told is that it's all this one path. Well, yeah, it is one path. The path is within you. That's why it's narrow. Because everyone, everyone, except for the people watching this right now, everyone is looking outside of themselves for something to save them. When the truth and the spirit and the life and the kingdom of God is within you, and one of the greatest spiritual teachers at the least, and at best the savior of humanity, Christ himself, came to remind everyone that the kingdom of God is within you. Uh, Peter says, I believe that the fallen angels are the aliens that people mistake them for. Yeah, absolutely. But I also remember that some of those ETs, some of those ET gods did not want to be worshipped and they came to deliver messages to people within the Bible and other other texts. There were good messengers of light that were still serving the divine fractal mind of God, the unity of the universe, the energetic universe specifically. It's pretty wild when you look at it that way and you understand that just look at the animal kingdom. You can't tell if an animal is nice or mean just by looking at it like some lions will let you pet them some lions will rip your face off like you don't know where that root is coming from are they hungry are they angry are they you say oh animals don't feel angry well yeah they do just go uh, there's some gorillas at the zoo that wanted to rip my face off that i'll tell you right now they 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 felt anger they felt threatened they knew you know there was something they wanted to get through that glass and get me so uh, which it, which is it? Great name, by the way. Uh, God, the father and mother. Yes, absolutely. Universal one is genderless. Yeah. And it's not even gender. It's again, it's the energetic representation of divine feminine and divine masculine. And I talked about that earlier and I just dropped some TikTok videos on it and I did it this morning on the divine feminine video. The whole podcast was about divine feminine this morning. Um, and what's been lost with that guys, Oh, so much has been lost because you don't have the logos without the feminine and the masculine. And you, you may say, well, what's the logos? That's Christ. That the word of God as talked about in the Bible is the logos, the divine expression of God or the computation, the universal computation. It's that light. It's that. How do you access it? Through your heart chakra, through the seat of Christ within you. Christ taught the bhakti yoga of love and devotion. His devotees and his followers are supposed to, supposed to embody that very love and selflessness and universal acceptance of others. And by the way, the powers to heal, to forgive sins, to return people to unity with God. And I don't even like saying the word God now because, again, great old dragon, but for I call him Father Source, unity with Source, Theos, who is not an, a, a, a being like we are, but rather a being like we are inside. That's where we get it flipped, guys. Like we are light beings, we're beings of light. 
We are energetic representations of ourselves, and we're trapped within the flesh. And that's a very Gnostic idea. You guys know I'm a Gnostic, but um, is the word God the word of life? Uh, I think the word God, again, is great old dragon talking about the uh, the dragons. And not that all dragons are bad. I'm not saying that. Um, I'm not saying any dragons are bad. I'm just saying like those mythologies and the representations of this Yahweh character coming down. W was he a dragon or was it a ship that looked like a dragon? Like you have to really ask yourself that. If you guys are here, you're going down the rabbit hole. So welcome. You know, it goes counterclockwise here. So um, we just got to ask the question. Uh, 39.18 says, so Yahweh was a dragon. He's certainly described as a dragon. He talks about smoke pouring from his nostrils. He devours the sacrifices, even licking it up with his tongue. Like, uh, just the weirdest imagery for this Yahweh. And yet we've turned him into the father that Christ is talking about. And there's literally no connection. There is no logical the uninitiated person, which I think is the initiated person, by the way, uh, I will say the unindoctrinated person. I think the unindoctrinated person, which is us, is the initiated person because we just say, hey, I don't know. And I, I love I love source. I love God. I love the universe. I love that I'm here. I love that I have power within me. I love that there is somewhere within me this deep light that is true, that is pure that wants to reach out and envelop others and just heal others and make this world well. Like, raise your hand if you have that. I do. That's Logos. Absolutely, Roddy. Absolutely, my friend. Um, lots of hand raises right now. So I'm just bringing the tone down a little right now just to get everyone to think. I was preaching this morning. You guys want a really fast-paced preachy one? Go listen to this morning's. But right now, I just had all day to think about it. I've kind of been dealing with the world all day. Things that were supposed to be done by certain people aren't done. I've had to make a bunch of phone calls, chase down things. You know, there's always stuff, right? There's always the dung. What's the dung beetle do with it? It renews it. Recycle, renew. The dung beetle knows it has the power to recreate even with CRAP, right? How many of you guys had some CRAP for Christmas? I had a really nice Christmas. I'm not saying I didn't, but I, I've had plenty. Plenty. Makes it good. Big time. Absolutely, Tammy. Um, Melissa's got her hands raised high. Absolutely. So this Kefri was largely subordinate to the greater sun God, Ra. Now you guys remember Israel. Okay. We've talked about this again. This is not against the culture or tradition or whatsoever. You guys know I love all here. Isis, Ra, and L. Okay, what is Isis, Ra, and L? It's the Trinity. Why did Yahweh take that as his portion? Because he hijacked the very truth about who God was within us. And he said, I'm a God of the flesh, and I will take Israel as my portion. 
when other gods were taking other nations as their portion. Israel is a representation of the entire humanity, the entire world of energies and traditions and cultures. Isis, the mother. Ra, the light, the logos, the Christ. And El, the Most High, El Elyon, God Most High. Melchizedek was a priest in the order of El Elyon. Christ is the renewed priest of El Elyon. I believe that's who the father of Christ was, though he didn't say that specific name. We know there was something different there. You guys get what I'm saying? Love and light. Yeah, we're talking about God is actually the acronym Great Old Dragon. And trying to decode and understand, like, you, you get this idea, especially in modern culture, like, do you love God? Do you love God? And it's like, well, which God? There's only one God. Yeah, because Yahweh was saying he was the only God. He was saying, I am greater than all of them. But then he's punishing people. He's holding people to the letter of this law. He wouldn't even let Moses go into the promised land. He delivered a, a law that was nothing but sin and death. I mean, nobody could fulfill that. And then ask yourself, why would Christ have to die at the hands of his own father for us so that we could be returned to his father somehow? No, 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 because no, we were stolen, hijacked. Israel was taken as a portion. That's the part of the message you guys miss. We're all the Isis, the Ra, the El. The unity is within us, the triunity. I talked about what is the triune, the triunity. It's the unity between the divine feminine, the divine masculine, bearing the logos, which is within each of us. Christ called himself the son of man, which translated means humanity. So every time you hear Jesus say the son of man, this, the son of man, that, think about what that really means when translated as humanity, humanity, this, humanity, that. Like, what a, it's, it's all there. But somehow we have this ego where, like, it's so weird that the ego can reverse and just say that, no, 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 I, I don't want that. Because I'm, I'm, I'd rather feel sinful and horrible and like I have no power because I want to find something outside of myself. Like, what an ego. Rather than, what if there's something in me that has the very power to forgive sins, to heal others, to love this world into truth? to bear light into the world and to take the dung and turn it into something new. We've been misled. Absolutely. Tammy Truther. Great name, by the way. Love and light said inside of us. Yes, absolutely. Um, lots of comments on Facebook. Sorry, guys. I missed a bunch of those comments. So, again, just bringing it back down, like literally back down to earth today. We talk about aliens and portals and like consciousness and like all kinds of trippy stuff here. That's really cool. But literally cannot bring it more down to earth today than talking about a dung beetle, the lowest of the low, rolling up balls of dung, renewing, and all of the esoteric representations within that. And even Christ himself was born into the lowest of the low. He loved the sinners. 
Look who he hung out with. No, I only hang out with righteous people. And Jesus said that he came for the sinners so that they would be returned to God, not for the righteous. I'm glad because I'm not right very often, guys. That's what righteous means, by the way, the state of being right. Don't take my word on any of this. Go look it all up, guys. Uh, gosh, I can't read those comments, guys. Too many words and too tiny on the, the iPhone. I'll get another iPad one of these days. So, Amen. Leathercraft Nation in the house. Y'all go follow Leathercraft Nation. Uh, Jacob says, I'm glad he'll leave the 99 for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I had a great conversation about this with a good brother of mine. Uh, the other day, why, why did he leave the 99? What is the 99? Like, think about that. I mean, that might as well have said he'll leave the 70 for the one. That's the nations, okay? The nations that were under other gods. Why is he leaving the 99? Because the others, they got it right. They, they figured it out, I think. No, 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 no. Jesus is the only way. No, no, no. He taught the only way. Christ is the only way. Jesus was a man, right? He was in the flesh, but he came to show us who we are in him. That's what we're talking about here. Great question, Peter. We'll talk about the 144,000 in just a second. But think about how important that is that he left the 99 for the one. He left for the one nation. That's why he went to the nation of Israel. Why did he go to them? Because it's a representation of the whole world. Everyone who's lost their way. Again, this is not a culture thing. This is all esoteric. I'm literally not talking about the literal nation of Israel here. This is about the Isis, the Ra, the El. He's returning what had been hijacked. Returning it to the truth. Returning it to the light. Returning us to the Father. What is sin? Sin is being out of vibration with God. You guys ever notice when you choose and you're like... I'm going to do a sin. It's a good day. I'm going to go do a sin. I'm going to go do something stupid today. And you know, and then you're out of vibration. The magic is a little duller. Like you're, you're like, what is weird? Nothing feels right. Being mean and dirty. Yeah, absolutely. So that's what sin is, is it's out of vibration with the frequency of the Father. And Christ taught us exactly how to get in frequency with the Father, and that's by the heart chakra, by the seed of Christ within us. We're the temple. When we actually activate on that, we become chrisen. We become Christ's ourself. What? He just said, stick with me, guys. I'm not saying you're Jesus and I'm Jesus, but I'm saying, are we not supposed to be incarnations of him? Are we not supposed to be Christ's in the world? That's what the gospel is about. So, and again, this is not a religious message, guys. Like you guys know, unfortunately, I have to talk about religion to do what I do. You cannot be in spirituality. You guys that are out here in spirituality and you're not addressing the roots, the roots where do they go? Are they rooted in darkness and control and fear and anxiety? Are they rooted in love, renewal, anointing? Absolutely. 
become grounded. Yeah, uh, Peter, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Spreading the gospel isn't religious. Yes, Tammy. Amen. Absolutely. I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of spiritual channels out there, and everybody wants to go, woo-woo, and, oh, the sun and the energy today, and it's so wonderful. And I'm like, guys, we're talking about dung today. We're talking about the dung beetle. I'm talking about Christ being born in a manger. He's literally born in a trough full of nasty animal bleh. It's a representation of what our flesh really is, what all of this 3D matrix really is, the dung of the universe, even what we see. What is true and real is behind that veil. It's all of the energetic proje projections that are coming off of the physical creation. The physical creation is a lowered vibration, things you can see and touch. The energetic creation is a higher vibration. It's the rainbow light body. It's the higher consciousness. It's the love and the unity. It's the restoration. It's the mind over matter because matter ain't real. Absolutely. Yes, Christ is inside of us. He is not outside of us. He is inside of us. Thank you, Space Shifter. That is a great name, by the way. That's exactly what I'm saying here. Exactly what I'm saying. And all of these stories, if they happened IRL or in the 3D, that is so cool that these spiritual things manifest in the 3D. And that we can see them, experience them, we write them in history, we have the stories, we have the mythologies. That's so cool. If none of it happened and they are all stories to tell a spiritual esoteric truth, great. I don't care either way because the message is still the same. But I do think that the design of creation is so amazing that spiritual truth is always breaking through the matrix and as above, so below. Like, because God entered humanity, he entered the man. There's a download for you. There's a download. Because God entered humanity, he entered the man. And ladies, you're not told about his wife. I read the the Gospel of Mary Magdalene the other day. Unfortunately, it only took four episodes because it's super short. But you got a God man and you got a God woman too. Mary Magdalene was a healer. She knew the magic of God within. And she loved Christ. And they were unified together again this is not a gender thing at all so do not take it that way but the story of it and the unity of that what did that bear probably the message could have even been that that bore salvation for humanity but we don't have that story we have the story that rome wanted to make sure we had which was he went to the cross by the way if any of you try this that's what's going to happen and we'll let you keep worshiping the guy now that he's not here. And I'm not saying that's gospel truth. I'm just saying, think about the unity of Mary Magdalene and Christ. Where was Magdala? Where the Magos came from? The magic traditions. I mean, 
I can't even get into the message of Christ. We're going to get into the true message of Christ deeper and deeper. And what I personally think, just my opinion, what I personally think he was really saying. She was an Essene. Absolutely truth that travels. Absolutely. Um, yeah, the Essenes. And there's a lot of evidence that Christ was an Essene too. So Essenes were basically like an esoteric magic Hebrew tradition from my understanding of it. Um, and we'll we'll study more on that. Um, you guys know I'm not a scholar here. I'm more of a, I spin on stuff. I get the downloads. I do these episodes. I tap into my gifts, which is not book knowledge. It's the gnosis. So that's what I do. What's with the jeweled bug? Pat says, we're talking about scarab beetles today. Taking the physical matter around us, the dung of humanity, and spinning it into something good and renewing the scarab beetle representing renewal and recreation tied to the sun god traditions of egypt um you gotta think these things were everywhere by the way everywhere um here in west texas it would be like the june bug they're everywhere can't get away from them you certainly can't get away from them and dive bomb you Uh, yes, uh, I think Mary Magdalene was H-Y-K-S-O-S, and I don't know how to say that, but I was reading that today, uh, commonly held that she was in a scene, but I guess there was like a subset of a scenes or, or something that they came from that was, uh, Hyksos, um, and I need to look more into that. Again, I'm not the book smart guy here, but I'm just, this was a big episode today with a lot of little pieces put together. So I hope you guys are getting what I'm downloading and what I'm just trying to pour out and channel into this channel, which is, what do you really know about Christ? What do you really know about yourself? What do you really know about the 3D matrix? What can we learn from the dung beetle? Why all the sun gods? What is it about light? Oh, that's a Luciferian, blah, blah, blah. Y'all need to stop with the whole Luciferian conspiracy theories and stuff. I'm a light bearer, okay? If you're worried about me being Luciferian or whatever, yeah, I'm a light bearer. I bring light. I'm a light worker, okay? Most of y'all are that are watching. But how convenient is it now that there are certain fundamental mindsets that are bringing the idea that somehow light is bad and we got to stay in self-judgment and darkness and focus on the man of Jesus rather than the living Christ who by the way is within you and seated at the right hand of the father this is a weird thought but I'm going to say it Look in a mirror, the reflection of yourself. If the reflection of yourself is the reflection of God, where would Christ be seated? It's your heart. So. I don't know. 
think I need to end it on that. New to your channel, first to comment, uh, first comment, loving your content. Thank you, Scott, man. Thank you so much for being here. Holly Fisher, what's up, my friend? Welcome. Missy, thanks for being here. Transmute the darkness into light. Amen, Missy. Absolutely. We're all alchemists, guys. We have control and authority over these elements around us and within us. It's time to start doing the work. We got some dung, right? Be the dung beetle. Roll it up into something more. So, I hope you guys, uh, I hope you get what I'm saying today. Go look in the mirror. Think about where Christ is seated. The right hand of who in the mirror? The Father is in us, I believe. If we're in Christ... Christ in us, us in the Father. It's this whole esoteric spiritual relationship that we don't even begin to understand. But I think we're a lot closer to understanding it when we can just let our ego go and say, what if what if this whole thing is going on within me? Well, that's egotistical. No, I think that's probably the least egotistical to say, what if the power is within me and I am denying that and helping others, and making the world a better place, raising consciousness. Jesus said, you have the power to heal them. Go and heal them to those that will accept you. The mother, yes, yes, we talked a lot about Divine Feminine on the earlier one. I did several videos for you ladies today, too, uh, on TikToks, Reels, and uh, Shorts on, on YouTube as well, so... I'm everywhere. I'm everywhere. So we're an experiment. We are an experiment for sure. Uh, we are birthing heaven on earth. Amen. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, good, good comments today. I got cotton mouth though. The wind's been blowing all day. The wind's been blowing some of that dung around all day, all day. So I love you guys. Have a beautiful afternoon. Thank you for listening, those of you that listened to what I'm saying, that will alchemize what I'm saying, and will go out and activate beauty and love and light in the world with it. You bet, JC, absolutely. If you love what I'm doing, please consider supporting me. You can do that through the Mythos Supporter Community. It's $9 a month. It makes a huge difference to me. Every time I live stream, someone joins. I recognize you. I know you. I hope that you choose to be that one of those people. And I'll welcome you over in the private Facebook group. We have a private YouTube channel and live stream calls where we actually get to go on a video call every single Saturday. Go check that out. If you love my artwork, it's over at cubcooker.com. That's where you find everything, by the way. C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. Say it with me. C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.com. That's going to take you to my stand store. S-T-A-N dot S-T-O-R-E slash Cub Cooker. Uh, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R, just so we don't forget. That's where you're going to find everything. Those two URLs, that's it. Everything's over in my profile. It's in the description. It's in the comments, wherever you need to find it. Y'all go find it. That's how you can support me. I've got all my t-shirts on my t-shirt merch shop with my artwork. If you guys like the artwork, what's up, Micah? How are you doing? My brother, 
Thank you for the stars, Aaron. I really appreciate that. Sorry about the flashing in and out over here on TikTok. It's wild that Facebook has better um, better green screen technology than TikTok. I don't understand. TikTok, if I do that, it's a face thing on TikTok. And then the microphone, if the microphone gets, I don't know, it's it drives me nuts. So I apologize about that. Maybe one of these days I'll get a green screen and it'll get better. Maybe I'll just run all the mic through the shotgun microphone over here and get rid of the hand, you know, that stuff. So I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out, I promise. So y'all have an awesome day. Go be the scarab. There's plenty of dung around us. Plenty to work with. I love you guys. Y'all have a beautiful afternoon. Thank you for the support. Like, comment, subscribe, share, all the good stuff. Peace, guys.